1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This is The Fan Evening Show. Josh Taylor here with you till 1030. Top of the hour. Pat Damp from the Dying Alive podcast also writes the Penguins Perspectives column on cbspittsburgh.com. He will join me. We'll talk about this stroke diagnosis with Chris Letang, his second stroke, and as I said at the top of the show, this kind of brings everything in perspective. Everything with him, everything with Evgeny Malkin, everything with Sidney Crosby. These guys have each dealt with some major issues during the course of his career. With Latang, it was two strokes, neck surgery, concussions for Chris Latang. Sidney Crosby, it was concussions. Evgeny Malkin, a couple of major surgeries. Like the things these guys had to go through just outside of playing the game to still achieve everything they have. I think it puts it all in perspective when you hear things like that with Crystal Tang. Now the good news is they say it's not career threatening. clearly wasn't that serious, which is great. It's always something you want to hear. But at this point it, if you read the reports Crystal Tang is already asking when he can skate again. he's already trying to get back on the ice today. But I understand the teams need to be cautious. But we'll talk about all that at the top of the hour with Pat Damp. 8 o'clock, Alex Stump. He covers the Pirates for DK Pittsburgh Sports. We'll talk about this Carlos Santana signing for the Pirates. Did Ben Charrington set out to fix what he thought he needed to fix as far as the first base situation? We'll discuss that with Alex. 8.25, Chris Carter, host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. We'll talk Steelers and Colts. And we'll preview Steelers and Falcons. 9 o'clock, Jerry DePaula from the Trib. We got a lot of college basketball and college football to discuss. I want to get Jerry's take on the college football playoff and how it could look with 12 teams. I know Jerry has an AP vote for the top 25. So I want to talk to Jerry about that. Then 925, Angie Carducci, Inside Hockey Magazine. We'll talk more Penguins. We got to talk about what happened last night. That overtime loss to Carolina. Plus, we'll get a little bit more perspective on Chris Letang as well. We'll get all that from Angie at 925. So there's a lot to discuss here in the next four hours. Something I'm going to get into briefly here. Remember uh, maybe a month or so ago when I talked about how the Steelers were about to approach a part of the schedule where they were going to face some teams that that were either bad or were just in a bad way? Remember we talked about that? Well, at least I did. And I had described how Atlanta, Carolina, Indianapolis, Vegas were all teams that at this point just looked bad. And at the time, Cincy was a team that was in a bad way. A month ago, things didn't look that great for Cincy. The one team I would say a month ago that probably was neither bad nor in a bad way at the time was probably Baltimore, because they seemed to have figured things out. Although... Hmm. Recent weeks might suggest otherwise, but I look at Baltimore as still the team that is best suited to win this division. I look at Baltimore as the team that I think can play the best ball in that time of the season in December, in January. Do I see them coming out of the AFC? No, but I see them being the one that can probably best represent this division. That's where I am with this. And there's two matchups coming up with Baltimore here. So that's the thing I worry about. You have four and seven Steelers team. With six games remaining. And three of them are division games. Two against Baltimore, one against Cleveland. then Atlanta, Carolina, Vegas on Christmas Eve. And it just so happens Vegas is a home game. On a night they're going to honor the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Needless to say, Akersher Stadium will be an absolute madhouse on Christmas Eve. But I say all that to say this. I look at the Steelers' remaining schedule, and I wrote about this in my column today, my Wednesday warning on CBSPittsburgh.com. This is still a very, very salvageable part of the season. Think about this. I see Carolina as a beatable team. I see Atlanta as a beatable team. I see Vegas as a beatable team. I see Cleveland now being tied with the Steelers in record as a beatable team. I see all these things being what they are at the moment. The one team I look at is Baltimore. Can you split with Baltimore? Can you take one of two? Can you win one at home? But if you can split with Baltimore, which is... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Most years, if you split with Baltimore, you probably feel pretty good about it because that, that two-game exchange between those two teams, you really have no clue what the hell is going to happen. You really don't know. It also turns out Steelers have won, what, four in a row against Baltimore? Do I expect that winning streak to continue? I don't. I think I had them splitting with Baltimore this season when I first looked at the the schedule. I don't think I had them either getting swept or sweeping Baltimore. I don't think I expected that the last two times it happened. But if you can split one with Baltimore... And beat four very beatable teams. You're looking at a different season now. And I'm not going to point out the obvious thing that some people probably want me to point out so they can be up in arms about it and say, why do they always point to that? Because I'm not going to point to it because it doesn't matter to me at the moment. That's arbitrary. I'm looking more at what it would take to get there. I'm looking more at what it would take to pull off said possibility of, yes, five out of six. I kind of think it's possible. And I don't even kind of think it. I was being coy. I think it's possible. And that's largely based on the strength of the teams they face. A four and seven Cleveland, a five and seven Atlanta. Thinking think at the top of my head, what Vegas is four and seven, if I'm not mistaken or maybe five and six. I won't say they're four and seven. This is, this isn't that crazy of an idea. I'm one of those people that looked at this season. It was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to go right with the Mitch Trubisky experiment and they could win double digit games or it was going to go wrong. And they would have to go to the Kenny Pickett experiment and start that whole clock. And probably be in the first half of the draft. I'm not so sure about that now. Because of two reasons. One, they got a schedule full of teams. That on paper are beatable. And two, we know this organization doesn't like folding it in. We know this. This organization doesn't tank. Especially not under Mike Tomlin. And they didn't tank under Bill Cowher. A couple times Bill Cowher took a team that was on the brink and battled them back. And finished with a at least somewhat respectable or favorable record. And Mike Tomlin's done it a couple times. And the crazy part about it is I think this could ultimately make things worse for them come springtime. Because I'd love to see them have a favorable pick. But here's the problem. A lot of folks here can't choose. You can't pick one thing or another. You either want them to try to win games or you want a favorable draft position. You can't have both. I heard it mentioned on one of the other shows on the station, if not earlier this week, it might have been last week. And it's the point like, are you still rooting for the Steelers to win games at this point? Or are you rooting for a draft pick? You're asking that question now? Shouldn't you have been asking that question a month ago? I mean, their third win just came, what, two weeks ago? Now you're asking about whether you're rooting for a draft pick or rooting to win games? A little short-sighted. But it doesn't help if you are looking for a favorable draft pick that they got six games coming against against teams, four of those teams, I think are exceptionally beatable, beatable, and one of them is a division rival that you've swept the last two seasons. And if you split, I consider that to be a win. So now it becomes a question of, can the Steelers take advantage of this schedule? Can they take advantage on Sunday of a Falcons team, which quite frankly, has nothing that concerns me. Their quarterback situation doesn't concern me. Their defense doesn't concern me. They got a running game that can compile yards. I'll give them that. You got a top five rushing attack and they use three different dudes and sometimes a fourth depending on injuries to do it. They've had a lot of guys put their hands in the pile to run the football. That I will give them credit for. The rest of it does not concern me. That's a winnable game Sunday. Not to mention the fact that I think it helps that the things that the Falcons can't do are the things that the Steelers are learning to do. Falcons have had a bad job or have had a bad time trying to stop the pass. The Steelers are learning a little bit slowly, slowly but surely. They're learning how to throw the ball at least more efficiently. Plus six turnover margin in the last three games and not a single one on offense. That's growth. Atlanta, minus one turnover margin on the season. The Steelers are getting better at the things that the Falcons aren't improving in. That's why I like this matchup. Falcons aren't too great at protecting their quarterback. Probably not much better than the Steelers are. I consider that to be a good thing for the Steelers. So now you got all these things that are adding up to how this matchup stacks in the Steelers' favor. For all this, I probably should have just done the world's worst. It would have made more sense. But, and Atlanta's not the last one. They got a few more just like this. Where the matchups stack in their favor because there are teams that are worse off than them. So if you're one of those people rooting for a draft pick... In the top 12 or top 10, I don't think you're going to get it. You're one of those people rooting to win games? Stay tuned. This could still get interesting. Got more to talk about here. Top of the hour, Pat Damp from the Dying Alive podcast also writes the Penn's Perspectives column for CBSPittsburgh.com. We'll talk about Chris Letang and his second stroke, plus a few other things Penguins-related, plus a whole lot more to go.
0: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions supply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.